If you're looking for bliss, then you may be disappointed. Happiness for me is the reduction, and hopefully cessation, of suffering. Anything else is icing on the cake. Count your blessings. In other words, bliss is optional and perhaps not even desirable. After all, when your psychological pendulum swings too far in one direction, isn't it bound to swing back to the other with equal force? It's very likely. And isn't bliss an extreme emotion to begin with, tongue flagging and tail wagging, like a dog with a fresh bone, until it's suddenly all gone? And that's the problem, isn't it, that extremes usually never cease rebounding in search of their opposites, in ever-widening arcs, never satisfied and never at rest? It certainly seems that way, the curse of consciousness, chasing its own tail in a race to the finish. When we're hot, we want cold. When we're cold we want warmth. At what point do we get to enjoy our happiness? There's no time like the present of course, and anything else is probably BS. And this goes right to the heart of Buddhism, the middle path, but not necessarily the middle path, between luxury and lack, or existence and non-existence, but any middle path, between any two sets of opposites, for which the middle is almost always the best option, that notion of balance and equilibrium always desirable, even if the word compromise doesn't suit you, with the notion that maybe it's a cop-out. It's not. It suits me just fine, and I think it should probably be enshrined as an important addendum to the main body of Buddhism, which includes the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, and the Three Marks of Existence, especially non-self-anatta. Then there's ahimsa, non-violence, though not necessarily non-action. That sounds like the perfect balance between violence and passivity. So, this notion of balance, little brother to the middle path, works almost every time, and should get the attention and credit that it deserves. Try it. You'll probably like it.